Welcome to the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hagen, a nutrition coach, entrepreneur, food freedom expert, and forever a recovering disordered eater. I am here to help you own your enoughness, find your very own food freedom, and achieve your health and wellness goals in a way that gives more than it takes. Each week, I will provide you with insight and inspiration surrounding no-nonsense nutrition, mindset, motivation, body image, confidence, and other wellness wisdom. Welcome back, my friend, to the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom podcast, episode two in our diet-free fat loss series. If you're new this week, let me take a second to bring you up to speed. Hi, my name is Nicole Hagen, and I'm an online nutrition coach who helps women ditch dieting, develop healthy eating habits, and create fat loss that lasts without guilt, frustration, or deprivation. And you are listening to the second episode in our four-part diet-free fat loss formula series. If you missed it, I would highly recommend pressing pause and going back to tune into last week's episode, which was all about the caloric deficit. Because without a caloric deficit, there is no fat loss, period. (laughs) So definitely start there and then quickly come back because there's so much more you need to know before being able to create that sustainable fat loss you're looking for, and a lean body composition that lasts. Today, we are talking all about the importance of quality and volume. So last week, we talked about quantity, because if you are eating more than your body is expending, fat loss will continue to evade you. However, having someone tell you to eat less or just create a caloric deficit is about as helpful as when your spouse tells you to calm down in the middle of a really heated argument. It only makes you want to punch them in the face more. So in today's episode, I'm going to teach you why what you eat can significantly impact how much you eat in a direction that is favorable to fat loss. But first you need to know a few things. Number one, Research shows that humans tend to eat the same volume of food every day, which is pretty freaking cool when you think about it, right? And volume is a measure of the amount of space something takes up. So if you think about your stomach like a cavity, it's basically like a tank, right? Which is an oversimplified analogy, but go with me. You have this tank and every day your brain fills that tank up to approximately the same level to reach the satisfied, satiated place. So same volume of food every day. Two, processed calorie-dense foods add up in calories very quickly, but don't contain as much volume, the space something takes up, when compared to most nutrient-dense foods. Let me give you some examples. Two heads of lettuce equals 100 calories. Two whole heads, four cups of chopped broccoli equals 100 calories. 25 strawberries equals 100 calories. Now that's a pretty high volume of food. I mean, I love strawberries and I could probably sit down and crush 25 of them, but I would be somewhat full afterwards. 
Now, 10 peanut M&Ms, also 100 calories. Not even a full Reese's peanut butter cup, 100 calories. Eight Dorito chips, 100 calories. One third of a McDonald's cheeseburger, 100 calories. See where I'm going with that? It's not to say that all nutrient-dense foods are high in volume because some of them aren't. So for example, olive oil, it'd be less than a tablespoon for 100 calories. Nut butter, one tablespoon. Avocado, about a third of an avocado. Sometimes a fourth, depending on the size of the avocado. So high-calorie foods are not the enemy. I am not anti-calorie. I do not want you to be anti-calorie. We need calories to survive. And many high-calorie foods that I mentioned, like avocado, guacamole, nut butter, nuts, seeds, olive oil, they're packed with nutrients and they're extremely health-promoting. But that's not true for all high-calorie foods. So I want you to understand The moral of this story, so to speak, is that if your diet is mostly processed, packaged, high calorie, made by someone other than yourself, for example, restaurant meals or fast food drive-throughs, it's going to take a lot more food to fill up your belly, which means a lot more calories. Bye-bye caloric deficit. Bye-bye fat loss. I have to share this story with you. I remember, gosh, this was years ago. I don't even remember when I was asked to go to a university and be a part of, it was some sort of health fair where they had all these little tables lined up and everybody was, you know, promoting or sharing or educating about different things. And I, of course, was there to talk about nutrition. And I had so many different foods laid out on this big brown piece of paper. And I had drawn on the paper demonstrating how much of each food equaled 100 calories. And it was just to show you that volume density is really important when it comes to your diet. And I forget what I had there, but it was like three peppers equals hundred calories. But then I had the 10 M&Ms right next to it, not demonizing the M&Ms because there's nothing wrong with enjoying your favorite candy, but just showing exactly what I'm illustrating today, high calorie, low nutrient dense foods typically don't take up a lot of volume. They don't take up a lot of space in your stomach. So it's very likely that we'll overeat them. And I happened to be next to another individual and she looked at my kind of display and she was like, Oh, that's interesting. I don't believe in calories. And she said this as she was eating like peanut butter out of the jar with a celery stick. (laughs) And I just, at the time, I think I smiled and was like, oh, that's that's cool. Um, Okay. (laughs) Calories are science, right? Like you, you can't not believe in calories. They exist. What she was illustrating to me with the fact that she was eating celery and it was completely unsweetened nut butter is that she probably eats mostly whole foods. And so she doesn't have to worry overly much about how many calories she's taking in because she could probably easily maintain her body weight without much struggle. I share that with you just kind of as a beautiful illustration of how you don't have to count calories. You do not have to know exactly how many calories you're taking in or how many calories are in a meal. But if you're eating mostly whole foods, it's going to be more likely that that meal fits in the number of calories that your body needs every day and even fits in the caloric deficit if fat loss is your goal. 
So on one hand, if your diet consists mostly of whole foods and meals that you make, it's going to result in fewer calories filling up your belly, which means fat loss can occur. On the other hand, if most of your diet consists of processed, packaged, fast food, takeout types of things, it's going to take way more calories to fill up your belly, which means fat loss is going to be extremely difficult to achieve. In our last episode, I mentioned that you can create a caloric deficit in many, many, many different ways, and that remains to be true. So you could simply eat less of your processed packaged diet, and you could create fat loss. In fact, just last week, I had a client tell me that both she and her husband are working towards their weight loss goals, and they're both keeping a food log. And she was saying that she just took a peek at his food log, and she, she was less than impressed because he's still eating takeout, and he's still drinking his beer. He's just eating and drinking less. And she was like, well, that, that's not right. It does work. Absolutely, it does. And that could totally be an approach that you take. But the question is, well, how long will that work for me? And at what cost? Because if you simply eat less of your current processed packaged diet, you will lose weight, but you may also get hungrier faster and more often. And you may fail to yield the same health outcomes as someone who's eating a high-volume, high-nutrient-dense diet. So you can drink three packaged protein shakes per day, and you can have three meal replacement bars per day, or you can eat small amounts of Pop-Tarts and fast food and pizza. But the shelf life on that approach is pretty short because whole foods regulate your appetite so you don't overeat. Processed packaged foods don't. Whole foods control your blood sugar and your insulin response, so you can avoid those big energy swings and diabetes. Processed packaged foods don't. Whole foods provide quality nutrition to your body so you can remain healthy for life. Processed packaged foods don't. Whole foods have a moderate amount of energy so that you're less likely to just mindlessly overconsume them. Processed packaged foods don't. And whole foods have a long-standing relationship with your body. Your body knows how to metabolize and what to do with those foods. Processed packaged foods, on the other hand, not so much. So if you're having a hard time staying within your caloric deficit and losing body fat, try looking at the quality and the volume of your food choices. For example, could you replace chips or pretzels with vegetables and like hummus once a day? Could you replace cereal with a slice of whole grain bread at breakfast? Could you replace your glass of juice with an actual orange in the morning? Could you replace your drive through lunch with a homemade wrap or sandwich, or dare I say even salad, two times per week? Or could you replace that pre-dinner bread basket with a side salad or a crudite tray? It doesn't have to be big drastic change. In fact, I'd encourage you to start really small and make one simple swap a week to see how you feel and to see how your outcomes change. 
you just might find that it's a lot harder to overeat whole foods than it is to enjoy seven servings of tortilla chips or five servings of ice cream, which I could easily do. (laughs) And there's a reason for that. These man-made high-calorie foods are designed to be hyper-palatable. That means super freaking tasty. So that you go back for more and more and more. I don't know of many people who would just eat one or two Oreo cookies. I don't know of many people who would eat a serving size of eight or nine Dorito chips. That is intentional. Now, bottom line, your entire diet does not have to be whole foods. There is nothing wrong with packaged processed foods. In fact, if we want to get really nitpicky and analytical, everything we eat to an extent is processed and packaged unless you're growing it in your backyard. So I don't want us to get super anal about that verbiage. However, Just because your whole diet doesn't have to be whole foods doesn't mean that your whole diet has to be man-made, hyper-palatable, high-calorie processed packaged foods either. It's a balance. Build a balance and choose foods that you know will leave you feeling physically satiated and mentally satisfied. Step two of my diet-free fat loss formula. Quantity matters. Yes, it does. But quality matters too. Join us next week, my friend, for step three of my diet-free fat loss formula. And big favor to ask of you. If you're learning something, if maybe you even know this already, but hearing it again is really helpful, Could you please take two minutes of your day to one, leave a review of the show, two, snap a screenshot and send this to a friend who might need to hear the episode or share it to your social media stories. I really want to get this no-nonsense nutrition education in the hands of those who might be struggling with crash diets and fads and quick fixes and just feeling so immensely frustrated because they feel like something's wrong with them. When in reality, it's the plan. It's the program that's failing, not themselves. So if you wouldn't mind, that's how this algorithm works. The more reviews a podcast gets, the more times someone clicks the link to listen, the more available it is and easy to find for folks who are looking for this type of education. So I would really appreciate that just from the bottom of my heart. If you could share this, review it, pass it along on your stories, it just means so much. And it allows me to continue sharing this no-nonsense nutrition education with you. Because nothing makes me happier than to know that this is helping to make your life a little easier and streamlining the process to your big, powerful, sustainable fat loss goal. Catch you on the flip side, squad. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and then head on over to nutritioncoachingwithnicole.com where you can sign up for my weekly emails where I send out my favorite tips, tricks, advice, and support every single Monday morning to help you kick your week off right. Thanks for listening. Until next time.